I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Siblings of all ages demand fairness and equality. And for twins, it often leads to intense sibling rivalry and competition. As a parent, how can you be fair to your twins? Does it mean that everything must be equally shared? And how can you help your twosome adjust to the natural inequality of the outside world? Today, we're talking about how you can approach the concepts of fairness and equality with twins. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. All right. Well, welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Now, have you downloaded our new network app? It's the best way to get all your favorite new mommy media podcasts on the go. And be sure to subscribe to our Twin Talks newsletter to learn when new episodes are posted online. Well, here's Sunny with more information on how you can get involved with our show. All right. So we love to hear from our listeners. And this show is yours. We think it's yours. We want you guys to participate, be part of it, own it. And so there's a couple segments um, that we have. And all this information is on our website. So if I'm like talking and you're like, what was that one segment she was talking about? Just go to New Mommy Media and go to the Twin Talks section. You'll see all of it. So just click on the segments link. But I'm going to highlight just a couple here so you guys have an idea. Um, So we have a a segment that's kind of funny that we, we call We're Expecting What?, and it's our our funny stories, actually your funny stories of how you found out you were pregnant with twins or triplets or quadruplets or however many babies you had at once. Um, so we've had some really funny stories of people and what has happened and everybody's reactions and stuff. And so um, that's one segment that you can submit for. We have another one called Special Twin Moments. And that's where, um, you know, it's twin parents. We witness these amazing things that our twins are doing. And it's just they've got this awesome, awesome relationship with one another and um, they do some really cool things and so if you can recall whether you know your twins are now older or you know you just had your babies and they're doing some really cool stuff um, we would love to know about those special twin moments that you experienced um, your twins doing so again a lot more segments on the website check it out go to newmommymedia.com and click on the twin talks link Um, if you want to submit though again through the website go to the contact link and you can just kind of type it out your response or I like this option the best because we actually get to hear from from you guys, and that is when you leave us a voicemail. So if you call 619-866-4775, it's going to go straight to voicemail. Uh, just tell us your story, and then we're able to take your little clip and insert it into a future episode. So that's a couple of ways you can get involved. All right. 
Well, and before we get started, let's introduce ourselves. So I think Sunny, um, why don't you tell us yeah, a, little <laughs> a little bit about my kiddos? Yes. Yes. Um, so I have four total. My oldest is five, a boy. Uh, my middle guy is three. And then my twins are turning two next week. And those are girls. I finally got my girls. I have my two boys. And I'm going, oh, we're going for – originally it was baby number three because <laughs> we wanted to have a little girl. And I joke and I tell everyone that, you know, everybody and my family, everyone I, I knew was praying so hard for a little girl that God was just like, you know what? I'm going to give them two. There's all these prayer requests coming in. I'm just going to give them two. So I joke with people that that's how I got my, my twin girl. <laughs> I just Even wanted the girl so bad. <laughs> and okay. Now, now, and Dr. Friedman. Okay. And so in addition to being um, an expert on the professional level, I mean, uh, please tell us about your family, both um, when you were growing up as well as uh, as an adult. Well, my story's a little bit like Sonny's, but not exactly. I had three children, and I was 40, and I wanted one more because I came from a family of four. And I had my paternal twin boys. You know, that's just what happens. Sometimes you get more than what you wish for, right? <laughs> so um, so my boys now are 26 years old, and um, it was an amazing experience because I'm an identical twin. And growing up, my sister Jane and I were basically, you know, stars. There was no IVF. There weren't many twins around, unlike now, which is what you hear about everyone having twins these days. So it was a very interesting upbringing in terms of what it felt like to be a twin and how we were raised and parented. And then to have the experience of being able to raise my own boys, my own twins, really gave me just terrific insight into what I feel parents need to be aware of when they're raising twins. They are unique individuals. They are unique <laughs> individuals. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right. So before we get started with today's show, um, we like to talk about different headlines when we find um, headlines involving twins and triplets and stuff. And this one is actually localized. I found it. Um, I have a, like a little Google alert that goes off like anytime, you know, interesting twin and triplet articles are posted online. But this one's actually right here in San Diego. And uh, the headline is um, dad and twins proposed to mom in NICU at Sharp Mary Birch Hospital, which is right here in San Diego. And apparently what this dad did is is um, his twins, newborn twins, they were born two months premature, and he decided to, you know, have them be part of his proposal to their mama. Um, they are in the NICU over at the hospital, and uh, he basically, I'll, I'll post the photo to our Facebook account so you guys can kind of see the picture, because you got to see the picture. That's what makes the whole thing. Um, so this picture of, is of this dad, and he's holding his cute little twins in his arm, and uh, they have these onesies on it. 
it that say, will you marry my daddy? <laughs> and, then, and then next to it on the little pillow, there's, um, there's the ring box, of course, with the ring in it. And I'm thinking, oh, how do you say no to something like that? First of all, that's the father of your children. You're probably so emotional already. It was kind of an unfair proposal, if you ask right. me. Right. How can you say no? <laughs> I know. What are you supposed to say? No. No I'm pressure. hoping someone better comes along. You know, what are you going to what are you going to do? But she did say yes. Another unmarried father passing by. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just flag him down out in the hall or something like that. Um, But yeah, so nice story. Has a happy ending. But uh, yeah, using your babies in your proposal. I've never heard of that before. I have (laughs) never heard of that before. And at the, I mean, at the hospital, I'm I'm sure, you know, you're postpartum, you're already emotional and, you know, you're bonding with your baby. So it's like, oh, he he was was a shoe in by far. No, right? Actually, it's a pretty smart idea from that standpoint, right? She can't say no if I do this. But you know what? Now, I have to say, I know like when, when my husband, when he proposed to me, I, you know, it was a very casual setting. So I always think about, you know, you want to remember those moments and they got the, I think, well, okay, can I put some lip gloss on? <laughs> yeah, she didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Oh, jeez, I know. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, we're here today with Dr. Joan Friedman, who is here to talk about the concepts of fairness and equality as it applies to twins. And, you know, the idea for this show actually came from a voicemail from one of our listeners. And I'm going to turn this over to Sunny so he can tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. So this uh, came from Amy in Dallas, Texas. And um, she is kind of struggling this. She has two and a half year old boys. But I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about her problem here. And then we can kind of pick up the conversation from there. Hi, yes. Uh, My name is Amy, and I am from Dallas, Texas. I am a first-time mom of twins, fraternal twins, boys, and they are two and a half years old. I am currently going through a situation where they are almost violently jealous of each other when I'm showing them affection separately. And I just wanted to get a little insight on any experience mothers of multiples on this and any suggestions as to what I should do in this um, situation. Okay. So, and then she kind of goes on and says some other stuff, but that's the gist. So again, that's Amy. And so Amy, this, this episode's for you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, well, Dr. Friedman, let's jump right in. So um, I think, you know, we, we've talked about the ideas of fair and equal fairness, equality. Can you, let's take a step back and can you kind of tell us, I mean, what does that really mean, especially in twin terms? You know, you know how children are, they're always siblings and twins are always sort of saying it's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. And usually that's about, you know, they, they're impatient, they want something, they're just, you know, they're kind of pushing the limits. They're really just wanting to see what they can get away with and how, you know, we as parents are going to respond. And I think that's really what kind of fairness is. I see the issue of inequality as something where 
where a child's really legitimately angry about something where we as parents, you know, need to step in. So there's a difference between managing kind of the annoying, nagging, fighting that goes along with wanting things to be fair and a bigger issue like when things really are unfair. Let me give you an example. Something's really unfair when you have, you know, like I'll give you an example. If if both your daughters are in a dance contest and one daughter really deserves the trophy and the other one doesn't, but, but the judges give each girl a trophy because they don't want to leave one of the twins out. That's really inequality. That's someone not giving one of the twins what it is she deserved and what she earned. I mean, being competitive for mom's attention or sitting on lap or, you know, wanting this, wanting the same cookie or wanting the same toy. I mean, that happens with singletons, of course, because that's just part of developmental behavior is seeing how much, you know, you're pushing the boundaries and, the, and you have to set the limits. And I, I think Amy, the mom who called, is struggling with that same issue. She's obviously having difficulty saying no to one, setting limits, saying, you know, he or she has to wait. And being okay with that. And I know often parents of twins feel like they feel bad, they feel guilty when they can't give each one of them the same thing. But each one of them doesn't deserve the same thing or they're not entitled to the same thing. Like, what if just one needs a pair of shoes? Are you going to go and get the other one a pair (laughs) of shoes just because one needs them? I mean, this is how you begin to help them see that, The world isn't organized around their needing to be the same. But if parents are feeling guilty and bad and struggling with that concept, then they will give them that message. And there will be endless competition and endless struggles. And you can't keep this up because as children get older, they're going to be in the world and they're going to find the world is not going to treat them fairly. Like a mom of kindergarten kids told me that, both of her, her daughters went to, I think, first grade, and they both were wearing a watch, and they're different classes. And one teacher permits children to wear jewelry, and the other one doesn't. So they had a situation where you know, the mom just had to say to one of her daughters, I'm sorry, your teacher has different rules. She has a different way she runs the classroom, and you're not going to be able to wear the watch. And, of course, she got upset, but this is life. So it starts outside, of course, but in the home it starts in the most important way where we really need to give a message that they're individuals and that we, they can't have everything the same all the time. And if, if one gets in trouble, one gets in trouble. And that's just the way that it is. And it's really trying to keep in mind that they are like two unique children born at the same time. Wow. You, you know, you have raised some, I mean, just uh, amazing points because I, I have to think, you know, probably on a, on a cultural level, I mean, just, just all parents here are probably uncomfortable with the idea of equality. And, and I think there's a lot of pressure that we, sh- you know, we want to encourage, you know, the children, their, their self-esteem. So we don't want them to be left out. And so like, you know, as you're mentioning, it's like, oh, we, we have to give them all rewards and for their effort. You know, even if it's really not achieving the same results. And then that, I think to your point, says it, it sort of uh, just eliminates that, that, you know, teaching moment or what we're trying to achieve. So, um, I also, also <laughs> to what they really earn. Mm-hmm. Earning, yes. 
Mm-hmm. So I think I, I know I, I think this is a great explanation of um, equal. So I, I think that's great for me as a parent to think about. I I need to get past that uncomfortable feeling that it's okay to be unequal, and there's going to be some conflict there as a result, because the behavior is not always going to be equal. (laughs) Well, is it intuitive, you know, Joan, as you've done your research and stuff, back to Amy's point, the lady Mm -hmm. that called in, you know, she's got little kids and I can relate to this too, because my twins are two years old and they will come at me with full force, both wanting the exact same thing, you know, and and they do legitimately usually have some sort of need. Maybe it's just cuddles with mom or whatever. And maybe I can do that at the same time with them. Sometimes they let me do that and sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just wondering from a twin standpoint, you know, is there anything, is that a learned behavior that somehow they think that they should do everything on their own? You know, is there any research that, to support that? Or, you know, is, is it just, you know, I, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, think of it this way. They're just so innately competitive. There's somebody in their space, you know, pre-birth, after birth, and they're always going to be sort of competing for what the available supplies are. So you're the supply, they want to cuddle, they both want you, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. completely understandable. They love you. You're the one that has to decide at some point whether you want to make one wait and cuddle alone or, or you cuddle them both together. I mean, it's going to be up to you, given how they're able to be respectful and responsive to whatever limits you're setting about how they're going to behave. Like, I, I was at a conference and this mom said that, her children fight over sort of who possesses the mother and who possesses the father. And I didn't answer very honestly because it was in a group of people and I didn't want to be too harsh. But to me, that's just reeking of of parents having trouble that are setting any limits, Mm -hmm. that they just haven't. And I know you've set limits with your older boys, so you know what that's like. But, and it's harder with twins, I know, because they both want the same thing at the same time. But the, but the end result is the same, just with your older boys. They have to learn how to wait. They're not going to both get the same thing. They have to handle whatever ill feelings it creates between themselves. And you're going to model all that by being a really consistent and respected limit setter by mm-hmm. saying, this is what you expect from both of them. And they need to wait. I mean, it's it's really difficult, but it's something, if you think that you're, if you can think in the throes of how, when it's so difficult, when they're yelling and screaming and complaining and yelling and <laughs> telling you you're so unfair with us, that your, your girls haven't told you this yet, but um, it's just, if you can think about it, that you're, that you're really helping them feel like separate individuals that are entitled to their own unique experience. So what should our goal be as parents in terms of, you know, creating fairness for our our twins? I I think the goal is being able to understand that you're giving them a gift, that you're preparing them for life, that things won't always be, be equal, that you're really able to view each of their own as a, uh, each of their own needs and be responsive to each of them rather than responding to them as a unit and really helping them create a sense of their own resiliency so that they, when they grow up, if one's invited to a party and the other one doesn't go, it's not the end of the world. You know, if one of them ends up having more friends and the other one maybe only has one best friend, it's not the end of the world. It's a sense of 
these are two unique beings. They have their own personalities and needs and their own journeys, and that you really are respectful of how they've gone about creating their own individual worlds. And that comes from being able to see them as individuals. Like a mom in a group said to me, both my boys play the violin, and it seems like they're both playing the same. And I said, well, then maybe you're really not hearing that they are playing different. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a metaphor, but it really you really do have to start seeing these kind of, even if they're really little differences, and really respecting the differences, because that's what's going to help them grow into their individuality a little bit easier. Wow, that's a great example about looking for the differences, because that's, that's a big mm-hmm. challenge. Um, now, yes, especially <laughs> if they're identical. It's yes. very big. Mm-hmm. I know, Sonny and I can both agree to yes, that. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> now, you know, from, from uh, I, I, you know, you're talking about um, kind of, you know, creating some um, opportunities for them to create their own resiliencies and their individual experiences, and from a, a teaching opportunity. I mean, how can we as parents be intentional in in creating these opportunities for our kids? Well, I think it's really important to try to do some one-on-one time because that really does help you get a sense of each one of them away from the other. And I also know that it's often with extended family and with caretakers, it's often when you try to like introduce a time alone with grandparents. They think you're crazy because they don't understand that that would be such a gift to be able to take one one time and then trade off and take the other one, that that really is something wonderful you can do. And people just always imagine that twins never want to be separated. I have someone I work with, her children just went off to different colleges, and she's still getting questions like, oh, my God, didn't they want to be together? I mean, people you know, have to be educated. The twins thrive having some time away from each other. You know, they were kind of born married with a partner they didn't choose. And they, Arranged marriage. they might just need some space to have something that's just kind of their own. My advice or wish for a lot of parents of twins would be to really try to carve out some alone time and to kind of get the message to extended family, caretakers, you know, even, you know, to other moms that they just want to invite one over for a play date, not another. But those are all wonderful opportunities for you to help them deal with the fact that they're not always going to do everything together and they're not always the same and people respond to them differently. Wow. It's a gift. It is a gift. Absolutely. We're going to hold that thought and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the practicalities of providing fairness to our twins. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, welcome back. Today we're talking with Joan Friedman about teaching our twins about fairness and equality. So we've been talking about some of the the practical ways that we can introduce, you know, unique and different experiences 
So, you know, when we're involving other family members, sometimes I think the family, they, I mean, the immediate family may be sensitive to these needs, but the outside world isn't so kind. So how can we as parents handle these situations? Do you have any examples you might be able to share? Well, I I know that parents can handle the situation if they feel comfortable with what they're doing. I think it's their discomfort if they're feeling that they're doing something wrong is it makes it difficult. And of course, if the twins are protesting and saying they don't want to go and they don't want to be split up or, you know, that, that they're upset, that the parents have to have the resilience within themselves <laughs> to recognize that they have to be able to go ahead with what they need to do in spite of the twins making protests or being upset. So I think it's, it's kind of this parental organic sort of feeling that I'm, this is what I need to do for my twins. And they may not understand that this is a good thing, but I, I know it's a good thing. And I think eventually they'll really appreciate it also. So that's, you know, it's like making decisions to, you know, maybe take them alone to an activity or, you know, to arrange a play date for one, or if one's invited to a birthday party and the other one doesn't to go ahead and say yes. Or if a mother calls and says, do I have to invite both of them? You you can say no. Um, that kind of thing. It, oh, it, right. You know, I, I, and you just some of those examples you were mentioning, I can say um, just recently my, my girls have been getting um, invitation to birthday parties from their class. Mm-hmm. And, and they're different classes. Yes, they're different classes. And I know that most of the parents are, you know, pretty flexible in terms of inviting siblings. But I, right. I know my husband and I, we've, we've kind of, you know, made this decision that we're not going to bring the sibling if, if we can at all avoid it. I mean, unless it's just logistically impossible. <laughs> we're going to try to just have, one, you know, the invited twin attend. And I know a few months ago, it turned out that um, it was on a weekend. And so we had one twin going to a birthday party. And then the other twin ended up um, having a little camp over with the grandparents. Mm -hmm. So so it worked out. But, you know, we definitely we got pushback. I mean, it was like, well, why can't I go to the birthday party with sister? And yeah. It's just I really felt like even though we knew we we're doing the right thing, it was just it was hard, you know, getting this this pushback and complaining, and <laughs> we've had to do it a few times, and it's well, yeah, and I, you know what, the, and you'll they'll probably always be complaining, but the more you do it, the easier it will be. And didn't you see that they both had a a really wonderful and unique experience on their own? away from each other. I mean, they both had fun, right? Oh, yeah, they both, they, you know, they both had fun. And, you know, I think you'd mentioned earlier about, you know, having, um, you know, kind of splitting them up to spend time with them. And I think I, one of the benefits, I think, is that the, the grandparents get to spend time with one twin and get to know her. And, you know, my, my parents are one of those folks where they have a hard time telling them apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have an ulterior motive, like, okay, maybe you can get to know this, you know, this girl and you can recognize her. <laughs> next time around (laughs) yeah no and that hopefully that'll happen that's great (laughs) you have really a lot of agendas there which is wonderful (laughs) how's that working out for you yeah (laughs) yeah so let me ask you when you felt the pushback did you feel guilty i mean what did you feel when they were saying oh when when they were trying to make you feel bad about this decision well, you know, I, I guess on one hand, I, I mean, I knew that they probably wanted 
to go to the birthday party because it was just a fun kids activity. I mean, and, sure. and, and while they do like spending time with, with the grandparents, um, I've just felt like that's, I knew it's their benefit. So in, in my head, I, I knew it's, it's the right thing and it's something we need to continue. But on, I'll just admit on a practical level, you know, we told them going up to like two weeks ahead of time, this is what we're going to do. And all the way up there, you know, it was almost, you know, every couple of days, I don't want to. And so there in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm really getting tired of this. I'm really getting tired of hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. then, and then, no, even afterwards, after they had fun, there was still, oh, well, but sister got to do this and sister got to do, you know, the other thing. It's and a constant reminder. Yeah. It's a reminder. And, um, so I, I do, you know, I, I do still get a little bit of grief, but I, I know I'm like, okay, hold on, stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if, when they get accustomed to doing it a little bit more, they'll be less complaining. Maybe you should. Two weeks was too much notice. <laughs> yes. Just bring it on and go, oh, by the way, you're going to the grandparents this weekend. See ya. Yeah, it's true. They couldn't think Maybe about one it. Week next time. Yeah. 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 Dude, they're going to give you grief because they know it bothers you, you know? Yes. <laughs> so once you get really much more cavalier about this decision making, it'll probably be less grief, I would hope. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, let's see. So I, I just want to you know jump in. And uh, are there any cardinal rules that we should follow when it comes to kind of, you know, equal and, and fairness? I mean, as far as, you know, you talked about setting limits. And um, I mean, I'm thinking about when it comes to um, giving rewards for effort or, or experiences. So what would you do if, if they were different age singletons? That's how I would have you answer that question in your head. Mm-hmm. So let's see. No, that's, that's a good point. So if they were different ages and perhaps mm-hmm. they had different developmental needs or social mm-hmm. needs or mm-hmm. interests, mm-hmm. would I treat them any differently? So, and you know what? I, I think I do have the conversation with, with my youngest singleton and, and often it goes along the lines of, well, you know, uh, you're, you're younger, you're in a different phase and so this is what the big girls do and this is what the little girls do and mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. kind of just what it is so and that won't work with <laughs> twins of the same age yes that argument <laughs> <laughs> which gives us all so much more heartache that's yeah. the problem because <laughs> you can't do that that's not how you can think about it so i think what we have to do is have a thing in our head about we're, help, we're really trying to help them become resilient individuals. And that's how I'm going to be making decisions about how I'm going to treat each one of them. So instead of going to that age thing, let's try to think about it that we're, we're really going to that kind of individuality, the self-esteem, the capacity to tolerate differences and to set them up to have strength to deal with themselves, each other, and the world when things don't exactly go the same for each one of them. Because that's an, an insane sort of a expectation, if you think about it. Why would their worlds be the same? I mean, you can give them the same toys or you can give them the same Cheerios, but, I mean, after a point, the world becomes, for them and for us, much more complicated. This woman in a group a long time ago who really hadn't successfully dealt with this issue came to the group and was complaining that she was so into this kind of fair and equal that they, they had, these girls had her 
wrapped around their fingers <laughs> to the point that she, if she didn't get the crust cut off from each of their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches equally, they would have a fit. <laughs> so I thought I didn't know what to say. This woman was beyond my help. <laughs> but that's, that's how crazy it can become if you don't get some sort of bigger perspective, you know, long-range perspective about the importance of, you know, responding to each of them. I mean, you know, it's, some things are little, but bigger things where you as a parent and each family is different in terms of what their priorities are. That's when you have to start thinking about that things can't be the same. Well, what, for example, what if one's a, a better athlete than the other? Yes. What do you do? I mean, one mom told me one son, you know, they got bicycles and he was often running on the bike, you know, like the first time he got on and his brother was watching him and couldn't get on the bike and, and just had a really hard time. And then, of course, didn't want to ride the bike, didn't even want to try to ride the bike because he felt you know, so bad about the fact that he couldn't do it and his brother did do it. So that stuff is going to happen. It's going to happen and we just have to teach them that, okay, sorry, you know, maybe one kid's got the ability to do it and you don't, you've got strengths in other areas. And so, well, you know what? Yeah, he did it once and we're going to go out and we'll practice until you do it. And when you do it, you'll do it. And that's just fine. And that's life. Yeah, get and used to right. it. Get used to it. Kid. <laughs> All right. <come> on. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. So I just want to say, yeah, thank you so much um, for for joining us today. And um, be sure to visit our episode page on our website for more information about Dr. Friedman and her books about parenting twins, as well as links to additional resources. This conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, Dr. Friedman will share some stories about what can happen when twins are treated exactly the same with embarrassing behavior that follows. For more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, it's time for a fun segment on the show. It's called We're Expecting What? Where you guys can share your stories of how you found out you're pregnant with twins. And this story comes from Charlene. Charlene lives in Georgia. She says, I've lived in Augusta, Georgia my whole life. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. They're both girls. So February and March, I had my menstrual period. When April came, my period didn't come. I immediately took a home pregnancy test and was shocked when it didn't take a minute before the positive sign came out. I started having the worst vomiting in the world. I've been pregnant twice and I've never felt this bad. So I went to the emergency room because after days of not holding anything down, I became scared. The emergency staff immediately gave me an IV with fluids. Right before they were about to discharge me, the doctors decided to do an ultrasound just to make sure the baby was in the right place. Not even a minute into it and the doctor's face was surprised. He looked at me and said, no wonder you're so sick. It's twins. The only response that came to my mind was, huh? There's two in there? 
Now, this just happened a few days ago. Wow, a few days ago. And I'm still waiting for my initial appointment. And according to the emergency room sonogram, I'm about to hit my second trimester. Oh, my gosh. How exciting for you, Charlene. Thanks so much for writing this in. And we certainly wish you the best of luck with your twin pregnancy. Well, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies, and Parent Savers, your parenting resource on the go, and our newest show, Newbies, for new parents. This is Twin Talks, parenting times two. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.